When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you, are you done yet? We're going to start the show. Bobby Orr, behind the left of Sanderson, Seconds left in the period. The Bruins are shorthanded. Ray Bork. Ray Bork from the face-off circle to the right of Reggie Whitman. Fired it down and Whitmore blew it. Did he ever? Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is episode 140. We are, I'm recording on uh, August 11th, 2019, uh, Sunday night. This is a late one. Uh, I had a lot of things to do um, and kind of screwed up with uh, some other hosts that were, that, or guests that were going um, to join me. So I dropped the ball on this one. It's been hectic trying to get ready for everything and the website and blah, blah, blah. So you don't want to hear my problems, but um, I am flying solo, so uh, bear with me on some of the topics. I had some great people reach out and uh, some Q and A's, some concerns about the Bruins moving forward into the 2019-20 season. So I helped address some of those. Um, uh, hopefully, I can help anyway. But um, this is episode 140, and before we start the uh, the program and the, and the hockey talk during the long off-season that we're currently going through, um, I'd like to dedicate this episode 140 to a very special woman that um, passed away recently, uh, about a month ago, um, 
this, uh, her name is Mary Modricker, uh, fantastic lady. She just had that, she was the type of person that if you were having a bad day, she would find a way to make you smile. Um, and that certainly happened many times with me because you know, working in an environment that we do can be very stressful. Um, you know, it's, it is, it's work. It is what it is. But she was kind enough to always like, you know, find out what's going on, see if she can make anything better. But she was also there for many other people. Um, the woman could scare the shit out of me. Seriously. I mean, nobody can rap on a door with a, with a wedding ring and just like almost break glass to the point that my phone would go flying through the air. And uh, even though I almost had a heart attack, um, we both had a chuckle afterwards. So I'm definitely going to miss that. Uh, I do want to say to her husband, Dave, I'm very sorry about your loss. And, and hopefully that you are dealing um, with the, the grieving process as best as you can. Uh, surrounded by your family and and obviously Mary's family. Also, shout out to Mary's uh, sons, uh, Jason and uh, and John. I happen to work with John, so it was it was a double whammy for me. Not only losing uh, a great person like Mary, but also to see John um, soon after was 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 not easy, but. You know the grieving process continues, but there it seems like that everybody's somewhat holding together, and and I hope that they continue to do so. So, episode one hundred and forty of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast will always go down as the uh, Mary Mardicker, um episode. So, uh, always thinking of you, Mary. Thank you very much. But to lighten up the mood a little bit, and it's tough to get, come from that into into some Bruins talk, but we're going to do it. So. Um, Joe Haggerty came out. He is the NB, NBC Boston writer for the Bruins, and uh, he's the, he's the, definitely the beat writer. Came out with another article recently about Tuka Rask and this whole thing between him. And I know it's not it's not a personal thing. Joe's got a job to do. Joe puts out content, whether it's it's good or not. Um, everybody's everybody has opinions. I get it. But it's just the roller coaster ride with this guy and, and the Boston goaltender uh, continues. And, you know, I guess I, I, I do understand when you're trying to generate some news and trying to put uh, food on the table for your, for your, uh, your family. But, man, just, I mean, he reaches really far. So, um, but I respect that. You know, I, I do. But it's also something to talk about. So um, let me pull up the Haggerty. Here it is, the Joe Haggerty article on August 8th, 2019. And it, kick, it kicks me. <laughs> it kills me. Sorry, it kicked me. I know many people want to do that anyway. Um, but it, 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 the start of the article is, is obviously his series. And, and go, go read his work at NBCBoston.com, NBCSports.com. But um, it says Tukaras is still, to this point, the most polarizing player on the entire Boston Bruins roster. What a way to start, man. So, and <clears throat> most of this I'm getting from the website, I'm reading, but I definitely would have, uh, appreciate you go and read it for yourself. But he does say that Rask is still a number one goaltender based on his performances during the regular season and the long stretches when he can dominate between the pipes. The 15 wins and .934 save percentage during the spring Stanley Cup playoffs were Rask at his best with 
masterful performances in each of the first three rounds versus Toronto, Columbus, and Carolina that capsulated the catapulted, <laughs> catapulted the black and gold to the Stanley Cup finals in the first place. But with Joe and, and Tugarask, there's always the high and then there's the low, and here is the low. But the 9.12 save percentage against the Blues was pretty ordinary in the cup final, and Rask's performance in Game 7 was just average at most of the rest of the Bruins' teammates in a heartbreaking result. The 32-year-old Rask still has yet to lead the Bruins' team to the Stanley Cup, and there will be questions surrounding him until he can get over that hump. Um, moving on to the other part of this, uh, this was a conversation that he had with, um, with Cam Neely, uh, Boston Bruins president. Um, and this is Cam saying, uh, the way that Yaro, Yaro Lock played for us this year really helps Tuka get some rest. Uh, we've seen when Tuka's workload gets too high, he really starts to break down, um, I think the fact that Yarrow had such a great year and we were able to rely on him and even Anton Hudobin, who had a great year the year before, uh, that really allows us to maybe reduce Tuka's starts a bit. We could keep him a little fresher uh, this year, and I think it made a really big difference in the playoffs. So just to, just to add on to what was just read right there, I know – Terrible, terrible. I, I'm a terrible reader. But anyway, um, to elaborate on, on the whole situation, it's just if you saw Rask, and I know the diehard Bruins fans that watch every, every game uh, have noticed that his starts of the seasons in the past three years, I want to say, have not been pleasant at all. Um, and I'm a, I'm a Rask supporter. But those are the games that you need. So if that's going to be a trend now, because the 32-year-old goaltender, uh, he's got two years left, I believe, from Cap Friendly. Don't have it up. Shocked. But um, I believe he's got this coming season and one final one after that. So I think it's important for the Bruins to utilize a player and a veteran like Yarrow Halak. So if Rask is not – you know, playing well at all. Um, then you ride Yarrow in the beginning of the year and give him a, a bulk of the starts uh, until December. If, if Rass seems to be that type of goaltender that wakes up right around mid-December, January, and then it's, it's full on, let's go and let's make the playoffs, then that, that should be a plan. So um, I also don't know where uh, – Maxime Legacy, Legacy, the goaltender they just signed. I wonder, you know, I know he's gonna. I, I hope he hopefully he plays a lot more in Providence than than uh, some speculations. But um, yeah, I just I think that's should be done. Uh, if he's gonna be off to a terrible start, then ride the ride the hotter goaltender. But you have to, folks, got to admit. I know that he's he's not liked in this city at all. From Bruins, a lot of Bruins fans, and I'm not going to call you dumb. I'm not going to call you stupid. It's just, it's just old. It's getting so old that it's just, I can't even get into a conversation with it on Twitter anymore. I just have to be like, you know, I'm tapping out. 
because there's no end. There's no end to it. Until, until his final days of his contract are over, he's stuck here. And unfortunately, you know, that, that sucks. But that sucks for you, but not, not for the people that actually enjoy him playing and appreciate how far he gets these teams. Yes, 2013. Yes, this, this spring. It's just, you know, he, he's the one that's helping out. I'm not saying he's the goaltender that did it. He's helping out. He's, he's just an important part of this, of this team. And his, and his teammates love him. So hopefully something can get done. But just I wanted to touch on that, just to kind of go along with that and say that, man, if you can get the goaltender goaltending early in the year, those points are, so, are valuable too, but they're also ones that can you can go back to your backup and give him a bulk of starts. And, and not only that, but it will also make him work harder on the second half of, this, of the year to be ready for anything that happens. So um, moving on from that. Um, yeah, we got the, the another article that I, 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 I saw and I enjoyed. And the, and the guy's name, I'm going to hack so bad. But um, I'm just going to call him the Dom. So the athletic... The website, theathletic.com, fantastic website. Highly suggest you get yourself a subscription. Um, no free ads here. But anyway, uh, the Dom, and I'm not going to say his name, but I will tell you the letters that are involved in it. It is L-U-S-Z-C-Z-Y-S-Z-Y-N. I have no idea. No, no idea. I can't even talk. No idea, but I'm not even going to try that. But... Uh, he wrote an article, uh, the 2019 NHL front office confidence rankings. Fans weigh in on how each team is doing. Now, this poll, or yeah, it was a poll. This year, over 12,000 people participated in the survey, and nearly 1,000 of which did all 30 teams, which is pretty cool. Uh, with six teams over 500 votes each, 27 of 31 teams earning 200 or more votes, and one team, Florida, with 88, earning fewer than 100. We've come uh, a very long way from the, uh, the first survey that, that they did and uh, when they got 200 votes total. So huge participation uh, from them on this one. And uh, it's a very interesting chart, um, but it lists – where the Bruins are in, in, in like a, in a point five, a five ranking. So um, I'm just going to start off from the top and um, roster building. The public opinion gave them a 4.4, which was ranked second in the league in, on these projections, on these rankings, sorry. But the fan base gave them a 4.1, and that is good for 12th ranked. Uh, cap management. Uh, public opinion gave it a 4.1. That was ranked five. Fan base gave it a 3.6 and ranked 16th. Draft slash develop. Public opinion gave them a 3.8, which is seventh. And the fan base gave it a 3.7, which was ranked 19th. Uh, trading. <laughs> public opinion gave it a 3.5, which is ranked ninth. And the, pub, and the fan base 
gave it a 3.4, ranked 18th. Free agency, this is not a good one. This is actually the only red that I saw on this, uh, on this thing. So free agency, the public gave it a 3.1. Free agency, this is the only one that had the red, um, red flag on it, on this chart. So um, the public opinion gave it a 3.1, which is ranked 14th. And the fan base gave it a 2.6, which is ranked 22nd. Uh, some fans definitely don't believe the free uh, the um, general manager Don Sweeney is doing enough in free agency, and I have to agree with that. But it is what it is. Uh, vision, future vision of this uh, franchise. The public opinion gave it a 4.1, and this was actually tied. This was the only one that was tied. Um, and the fan base gave it a 4.1, which is they both ranked 14th. So the total on the average is 3.9, and the on the pop public opinion and a 3.7 for the fan base. Overall rank is 18th, but on this particular one, it's it's a 3.8, which is ranked ninth. Not bad. I mean, you can go back and and criticize a lot of the stuff that the Bruins have done: signings, drafting developing anything that I mentioned on this, it, it, you know, you do bring up valid points in your frustration sometimes, but there's obviously a plan that's going on. There's, there's that, uh, the love for certain people, former players. Um, I'm one that doesn't, wouldn't want to get attached. I mean, I understand you, you put your, your life on the line for an organization but you're also doing it to benefit yourself and your family and you're making millions of dollars doing it. So, you know, um, it, it is about progress. It's about getting things done. Um, uh, so I, I like what I see. I like the direction There could be tweaks. Um, but that still might be some, uh, some rookie stuff in, in Don Sweeney's, um, uh, tenure. Which, which obviously every time he goes through any situation, he's automatically gaining more and more experience, even though he's at already at the top level of, uh, of the league and, and the management scenario. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like the direction. I'm, I'm not complaining about much at all. I, I mean, you know, the whole free agency is the whole – you need cap space, and we're right up against it right now. So, um, and if you don't have any of that wiggle room, you, you have to do the plug and plays, the low, the low cap hit, um, stuff. So, um, yeah, my phone's just going off. It's going crazy. Uh, but anyway, so baseball season is in full swing and placing a wager on baseball has never been more exciting than with the great folks at betonline.ag. During the upcoming Boston Red Sox week, I'll be watching and placing some wages on the three-game road series versus the Cleveland Indians starting this Monday, August 12th, and the three-game weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles kicking off at Fenway Park on Friday night, August 16th. And guess what? Because you're loyal listeners of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast and, and CLNS Media Sports Content, we are giving you a 50% bonus onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to betonline.ag. Use code CLNS50. This added bonus is only for first ever deposits. And the best part is the bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support our Black and Gold Hockey podcast by going to betonline.ag and use the code 
CLNS50. Please remember a minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonuses. Please see Bet Online's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. Don't sit on the sidelines during your favorite sports season. Get in all the, the action with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. That's right. I'm a big fan of the betonline.ag, as many of you have heard. I'm not very good at it. I'm learning. But like I said in, in previous podcasts, um, it's a good place to go to learn because they have a really good tutorial section that you can uh, go through Q and A's, uh, what, you know, the odds, how to figure it out. So I, I would definitely check it out. And, and like I said, it helps us. Any new subscription that, uh, is signed up. It's a free account. So to go there, go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, put the code in, get yourself started, make a deposit. And then uh, after that, we get uh, some credit of, um, of, uh, of what you're doing. So we appreciate any, any help you can get. But back to the Boston Bruins talk. Uh, the Boston Bruins national TV schedule came out recently. And this was, uh, this was quite interesting uh, due to the fact that the Boston Bruins have many, many games um, on, this, on this list. So I'm not a fan of the Boston Bruins coverage on NBC, um, this is my opinion, and it's got nothing to do with Doc Emmerich. Uh, I think Doc's fantastic. I think Eddie's fantastic. I think the panel, JR, uh, uh, Kevin Jones, I believe that's his name. Um, I believe all those guys are, and ladies um, do a fantastic job. But I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm used to the Jack Edwards and the, and the Brickleys and so on. So, and actually, Listening to the Bruins Beat podcast with host Evan Marinovsky uh, a couple of weeks ago, he had Jack Edwards on for a two-hour um, discussion, and, and it was broken up in, into um, our segments. I, I highly suggest you guys go and check it out. That is the Bruins Beat. That's CLNS Media Bruins Beat, um, and it's at Evan Marinovsky. Follow him. Um, Check out the show. But in the show, they were talking about the, the national coverage. And, and, and not to sound like a homer, but Jack Edwards was like, you know, was the people that get the attention locally should get the opportunity to televise national games. Now, in the market in Boston, let's just say New England for just to narrow it down. Everybody in New England national television will get to see Jack and Brick, but anything outside of the Boston area, New England area gets to see Doc and, and, and the fantastic crew. I think that's a great idea. I think that was totally spot on. You still get the rating, but more importantly, you get the ratings in-house. You get the fans' ratings, and I think that that's going to drive more people to watch NBC and not go away from it and, um, you know, the streaming route to find another way to get away from a uh, certain somebody that doesn't, you know, call the game correctly, you know, whatever your reasons are, I get it. But I think that'd be a fat, fantastic idea. Not only that it gives, it gives Jack and break some national money. Um, 
you know, I think they both worked on national on, on the national level when it comes to media and, and calling games, uh, whether it be play by play or color analysts. So I, I think that's a great idea. I wish the league would do it because I do. I believe that draw would be there and, and the, the numbers would be there. So and, and you cannot mess around with numbers and, and how people pay attention and so on. So um, anyway, enough of the babbling about that. But uh, the Bruins broadcast schedule on NBC and NBC Sports Network. All times are Eastern. I'm reading this off. I actually copied and pasted this off of the Bruins website, bostonbruins.com. Total credit for them. Uh, but it all starts on Saturday, October 26th, the St. Louis Blues at the Boston Bruins. That's on NBCSN at 7 p.m. Tuesday, November 5th, the Boston Bruins and Montreal Canadiens on NBCSN at 7.30. Friday, November 29th, New York Rangers at the Boston Bruins, NBC at 1 p.m. Wednesday, December 11th, Boston Bruins at Washington Capitals, NBCSN, 7 p.m. Sunday, January 19th, Boston Bruins at Pittsburgh Penguins, NBC, 12.30 p.m. Wednesday, February 5th, Boston Bruins at Chicago Blackhawks, NBCSN, 8 p.m. Sunday, February 9th, Boston Bruins at Detroit Red Wings, NBC. That's a 12.30 p.m. game. Wednesday, February 12th, Montreal Canadiens at Boston Bruins, NBCSN at 7.30. Sunday, February 16th, Boston Bruins at New York Rangers, NBC, 3.30 p.m. Thursday, February 27th, Dallas Stars at Boston Bruins, NBCSN. 7.30 p.m. Tuesday, March 3rd, Boston Bruins at Tampa Bay Lightning, NBCSN, 7.30 p.m. And finally, Tuesday, March 10th, Boston Bruins at Philadelphia Flyers, NBCSN, 7 p.m. Now, here's, here's the – that's all well and good. Here's the funny part about this. If you looked at all the games that are televised – and the and what NBC and what NBC NBC Sports is doing is they're favoring the Eastern Conference heavily, heavily, and which which ultimately is driven by uh, by numbers in the uh, in each city. So I can respect that. One thing I don't understand is NBC is only showing I believe one game from the 2019 Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues. That's fine. But yes, you know, I could be wrong on this. I, I, I could not have, I probably didn't do my research very well, but I thought I heard on, an, on a very, very popular podcast that um, St. Louis is only getting one game. And that's a little much for me for being a Stanley Cup champions, even though I hated it from the beating my Bruins. But that's, that's the game. You need to promote it. You need, that, you need to promote more of what the accomplishments of the previous year, those are the people that you, those are the teams that you really want to get, uh, uh, gravitate to, in my opinion. But the other thing is, is I, I also could be wrong on this take too, which is probably very, very common. But I heard that there's only two national televised games that actually have Western Conference teams in them. So it's, it just seems like it's very, very favored on the Eastern Conference. So. 
You know, if you want to grow the game, I think the national the game's growing. I get it. I get it. But the way that the whole national television aspect of it, it just doesn't make any sense to me that you wouldn't want to put um, these these games or the schedules together with, you know, teams that you want to build up. You know, like the Arizona Coyotes. They're going to be a good team sometime soon. Maybe even this coming season. They should be getting a lot more attention. Um, hopefully they get games. But, you know, the, 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 just the smaller markets – not saying to go to Florida all the time, but you know. But anyway, it's all driven by friggin' numbers and 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 so on. So, um, moving on, the Patrice Bergeron and former Bruin Simone Gagne Pro Am uh, was held uh, for the eleventh season, eleventh straight season uh, recently. Actually, last week. At the Videotron Center in Quebec City. Nobody knows about the Videotron Center. It's the potential new home of an NHL franchise. Um, what, whenever that's going to happen, uh, seems like the, to me, in my opinion, and I'm not hating on Canada or anything or the money market and so on, but um, it just seems like the NHL just really, really wants to get more American markets involved uh, due to the money factor. So which is pretty much the TV deal right now that is currently, currently under the CBA is really putting a dent in what we can do and, and how aggressive we can go higher on the cap. Um, you know, the Bruins would love to have that right now with, uh, with some players unsigned, but um, they raised $450,000 in this event, this one right here. So, um, and in the 11 years, they've raised over $1.4 million. So kudos to uh, Patrice Bergeron, Simon Gagne. I know Brad Marchand was there, uh, and I know a lot of play. This is a pay-to-play. So you have to pay a certain amount, but then you can obviously go extra uh, and donate. So um, all proceeds go to the uh, sick children of um, the Quebec uh, community. And, um, and Patrice was saying on the Boston Bruins Twitter account on the video that was released, uh, I believe, Friday last week, um, that, uh, you know, it's, it's for sick kids. It's for kids that don't have enough uh, food um, to get something in the stomach and, the, and, and breakfast and, and so on. So it was a really cool. Uh, Patrice has always been a stand-up guy in, in, in all these events, Patrice and Pal. So um, huge shout-out to, to him and Simon Gagne and all the players that, that did that because you know these charity events are huge and it's it's um it's nice to see them step away from the professionalism as a hockey player and, and on the ice um see them get in the community and, and really do some uh some positive things so um that's it for that passion talent development ncaa hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90 percent rate Dylan Larkin. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! Kevin Shattenkirk. Goal! And James Van Riemsdyk were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world!
get some content. I mean, I know I'm just, I'm sitting here alone. I don't have anybody to bounce off of, but, um, I did come up with, um, a Q and a for the folks to, um, get involved in the show. I thought it's, it's important for us to do that. Uh, take a little bit of time out of the busy schedule and, um, and, and, you know, read some questions, but, Derek Robinson from our new Black and Gold Hockey Podcast Facebook group asks, any news on Carlo and McAvoy, and why didn't the Bruins look at Shattenkirk? He was a steal at 1.75 million. Derek, thank you very much for the question. Thank you for much, very much for joining the new Facebook group. That's the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast Facebook group. You're welcome to jump right in and uh, jump into the conversation, offer us topics, um, suggestions. We love, we love suggestions. So um, I will tell you from listening to some podcasts and reading the material that's going on uh, around the Boston Bruins uh, media is uh, it seems like the, it's like a domino effect. Um, Samuel Gerard out in uh, Calgary got a sweet deal. Um, so that might start like the defenseman gauging the market prices. And from Ty Anderson uh, the other day, when he was talking on Marina um, Molnar, I'm sorry if I hacked that Marina, but uh, she did a fantastic um, Marina's Morning Skate podcast. It's a barstool um, product, so uh, and I, I I enjoyed it. The interview with Ty Anderson was fantastic. So hopefully Marina does more of these because she is a really really knowledgeable Bruins fans and Bruins fan, and I would love to have her on this program. But uh, regardless. Um, you know, they, he mentioned that there's still people, players on RFAs around the league, so that might get driven down once once they start picking away. Other teams start picking away at signing their players to extensions or, or they flat-out agreements. So I'm still on the belief that they're going to get something done um, before the season. I don't think that um, – yeah, McAvoy or Carlo are, are going to be uh, guys that hold out. I really hope not. I really hope not. If they really want to play, you really want to be in Boston, uh, then stay here. But tell your agent, you know, hey, it's time to, it's time to do something. So um, hopefully they sign because there's two huge parts, huge parts of the of the other Bruins defense uh, transitioning and shutdown. I mean, Mac can move. And Carlo is not that offensive type of guy that can, you know, he, he can get into the, the play. We've seen it. We've seen him come off of that blue line and sneak down low and, and create some great chances and, and even capitalize himself. But, you know, that's the, the name of the game is transition nowadays. It's speed. Um, but it's also accountability, and you got to have that. And I believe that these two uh, players have that. And they, you know, you need that. Those are, these are, these are, foundational players that you build off of because they're so young so uh hopefully that helped uh Derek um Chris Blackie my boy Chris uh he is at Chris underscore Blackie he's the writer for the diehardbostonsportsfans.com website and co-host of the fantastic Boston Sports Blitz podcast you can follow that podcast Twitter account at Boston Sports BLZ. Chris wrote in, what do you like about Cassidy being behind the bench? I am a huge Cassidy guy. And 
more or less it's how he deals with younger players. Now, I know that a lot of people, a lot of Bruins fans out there did not like the 2015 draft at all. Obviously you saw Jake Nebraska and you loved him, but there was some very question, very big question marks. And I understand that. I get it. But it is what it is. That's the past. But with that influx of talent that you brought in to replenish the prospect pool, there is no better staff to get to the players' uh, heads, ability, and, and what's expected um, than a coach like Cassidy. Uh, he works very, very well with the young guys. I've seen it in Providence for the, his tenure down there. Um, him and Kevin Dean, Jay Pandolfo, Joe Sacco. Um, those guys are all, I believe, on board on this youth thing. And I think the uh, adding them, adding youth to the roster is important, but to have the, the, the tutelage needed and the experience um, from the staff is huge. So um, has Cassidy made some mistakes in coaching? Not a coach, never have been. Really can't say, um, but I can say that there's been some questionable things that I've, I've seen. But overall, any coach in any of the 31 teams or whatever, 32, uh, are going to make some mistakes like that. Nobody's perfect. You know, so I, I expect them to be around. And he's coming up for an extension pretty soon, which should be interesting on how that's going to be worked out. Um, since he's been here, he's been fantastic, I believe. Uh, tremendous record. My lack of, um, of re research uh, would probably be good in telling you what the record is. <laughs> but I just, I'm kind of doing this on the fly, and it's late on Sunday night, man. So, um, but anyway, I, I, like, I like what he's doing here. I think he's going to get a, a, an extension. Not sure what, I mean, if you want to do a show me, then, then extend it for three years. I'm sure he'd be thrilled to uh to accept that with what's coming down the pipe um regardless of your opinions of what's coming down the pipe but um yeah i i'm, I'm looking forward to at least seeing what he can do next season and, and um and hopefully continue so um this is from bruins cup quest 2020 his twitter or his or her twitter i'm not sure uh is rich g6567 and uh, he says, do you think the Bruins will fill the right wing on Krejci's line internally, or will they acquire a right wing from the outside? Uh, Bruins Quest, my thing about this thing is, is you don't have cap right now to, to lock down uh, McAvoy and Carlo. So I, it's got to be internally. It's got to be one of those Kuhlman low cap deals the plug-in plays that you could just throw right in there and, and hopefully you can see some chemistry. But those type, excuse me, those type of players are, are the ones that also float around the lineup um, a lot. So um, we need, I, I think the Bruins need is uh, some stabilization in these players. Let them play at a certain thing, give them a little bit of time to create that chemistry with a veteran player. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it sounds crazy, but I kind of liked it. I was listening to Marina Molnar's uh, uh, Maria's Morning Skate. Man, I cannot say her name. Um, podcast. And Ty Anderson actually brought up, 
I believe it was Ty, and I hope I, I got this podcast correct. But he said something about, you know, trading David Backus to um, the Vancouver Canucks and get Louis Erickson back. I'm not sure about the whole thing, but it kind of like – Krejci did play well with Erickson. And I know Krejci, when Krejci plays well with somebody, he really likes it and attaches and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're, they're Europeans and, and, and so on. So, I mean, that might work, but I don't know. It's like one bad contract for another bad contract, but I'm not sure. It should be interesting on how they what they do with David Backus's contract and, and how to get that cap relief. Um, crazy rumor about David Backus. I'm not buying into it. Not even sold on this source at all. But um, a hearing that that he went through a back procedure. Um, nothing official. I haven't even heard anything from the top dogs in Boston media. And I and and, and from listening to Ty Anderson on that podcast, uh, saying that Don Sweeney does not give up anything, anything. He mentioned that. I mean, he might do the the Darren Dreger or Elliot Friedman, but anybody in Boston media that's like tight-lipped. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't honestly don't know what they're going to do on that. I think from now it's just going to be a turn, uh, an internal friggin' fix. It's, uh, everything seems to be a lateral move instead of that big punt to go get somebody. So, uh, it's all derived by the cap. I mean, if we had the space, yeah. I mean, I could see definitely them making a trade, but. Not the way things are going right now, but that's that's just my opinion. But thanks for the question. No, I appreciate it. Uh, my boy Hollis Jackson. Um, and uh, before I read his question, I want to give a shout out to Hollis's wife. Um, thoughts uh, and prayers with you uh, through your ordeal. And that's all I want to say about that is uh, we're thinking of you at the Black and Gold. All of our team members are. Uh, your husband Hollis is a fantastic guy, great supporter of our of our team and production crew. So, uh, from all of us to all of you, um, to make sure that you get better, okay? Um, but Hollis, uh, from the uh, new Black and Gold Facebook group, asks: uh, Is there any role for Euro Vakaninen on this team, regardless of what happens with Carlo and McAvoy? Um, yeah, I believe there is, but there's only one avenue that's gonna that it's gonna happen. I believe it's gonna be whatever happened. It's not about Miller or McAvoy. I mean, sorry, Carlo and McAvoy. It's to me his his playing time is gonna be what's gonna happen with Kevin Miller and uh, John Moore. So hearing. Kevin Miller could go on LTIR or both of them could go on LTIR. That saves cap space, yeah, but that also creates a roster spot. Um, but it also, who, who deserves it? I mean, who deserved it more last season? Was, was It was Jerovac and Einan that needed, I mean, coming off a concussion, played down in Providence for the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Um, he, he, I mean, he looked okay, but nothing really blew at me saying that we need to get him up. You know, I watch every game down there, and I, I, I see progression in his development. I really do, but I don't see the dire need to get him in the lineup. Um, and that's more bluster driven from the, uh, the, 
shiny new toy folks out there that want to see every prospect get in the NHL lineup as soon as they leave the podium. But um, if any injuries happen this season, I think he'll be there uh, heavily considered. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be in the, in the immediate lineup. Like I said, but it's just, it all depends on what the injuries are going to happen and who's going to be healthy by that. We still have, I think, about a month. Um, I haven't even looked at the time to see how much. I have a countdown. I think it's like 50-some-odd days or something. So there's plenty of time to still get healthy, but there's also time to figure out uh, who's going to need that LTIR moving forward, not only for the cap space, but roster position. Um, so uh, Mark. Bolani, Bolbani. Oh, oh my God! I'm sorry. I'm so sorry with the names. I'm terrible. Bolboni. I'm gonna say that. All right. And he's from the uh, Black and Gold Hockey Podcast Facebook group. And he asks, "Does Anders Bjork fit anywhere on this team? Does he have the ability to stay healthy in this league?" I believe so. I believe that Anders is going to be a, a good pro. I just think that he's just got a really shit luck lately um with injuries uh concussion shoulder problems um seen down in providence i've seen it at the nhl level uh love his speed love his talent i mean he's 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 a crafty forward um you just gotta stay healthy and, and if you can do that yeah i i do see him on this boston Bruins roster but if you if mark you're asking me right now I would say not to start the year. I think that he is a perfect candidate to go down, work with Jay Leach, work with Trent McField down there, um, gain strength. Um, a lot of people are always saying that you're soft and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm, not, I'm not those people. I don't like the soft and, and the tough and the soft and the, that whole narrative. But just go down there, work hard, build some muscle, um, gain some strength, you know, uh, don't go skating with your feet so close together, more of an A-frame type player. Be ready for, for all these hits. And I know that it's a fast game, and I, I've never played it. I'm a goaltender. I'm, I'm crazy like that. So, yeah, I play forward too, but <laughs> not at that level. But, you know, it's just uh, more awareness of, of your surroundings is going to be um, important for him moving forward. Um, but a lot of the times, when you look at some of the hits that he take that he took, um, those could have been avoided too. So, I I hope so. I really hope that he's he's going to be a solid pro in a, in black and gold. Um, but regardless, uh, moving on to another name, I'm probably going to hack Ray Garino. He's on Twitter at Ray Garino. That's R-A-Y-G-U-A-R-I-N-O. Sorry if I hacked these names again. Uh, he asks on, the, on Twitter, uh, how about a preview of the Atlantic Division? Where do you think the Bruins will finish in the division? And how do you see the division stack? Now, um, I, my, lately, my go-to is, is, is Tampa Bay at the top. And Boston, Toronto are going to fight. Uh, for a second right there. So I, I'd like to see as a Bruins fan, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to pump those tires. Uh, I'd say the Bruins get second. Um, and Toronto third, that'd be great. Um, any, anytime you get Toronto below the Bruins is great and, and beat them in the playoffs, by the way. But um, 
I'm not, I haven't really dug into, we, we did a couple episodes ago. We did uh, some breakdowns, some, some uh, additions to the, to the teams that in the Atlantic division that um, they've made. And, and so um, I think, I, I mean, I think that the Bruins can get second place. I mean, they didn't do many moves last summer. I was kind of worried. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I'm an honest person. I will tell you, the beginning of last year, I said that they would make the playoffs or barely squeak in. Um, and they went to the Stanley Cup final, so that's just how you know <laughs> smart I am. But anyway, um, I, I'm hoping that they make the playoffs for another consecutive season. I hope they can go as far as they did and maybe even win it all. But that all remains to be seen. Um, so we'll see what happens. Thank you, Ray. Uh, from the Facebook group, the black and gold hockey podcast, Facebook group, Cameron Bennett, I can say that, um, which prospect do you expect to make the club and who is this year's Connor Clifton, meaning exceeding organizational expectations? I honestly do not have any prospect. Um, making the club. Um, I do see like Carson Coleman could be one of those players, those plug and play players. Um, that one that will can, can stay with the team and possibly rotate. I, I hate to see a young guy like that get limited minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, he could be the, he could be the standout this year and the only prospect that I'm, I'm actually going to pick. I didn't even have um, I didn't even have him in my top ten. I didn't have Pavel Shen. I didn't have a couple in my top ten because I just they're good prospects. I I understand that they're good prospects, and I'm not an expert in prospects at all. It's just my opinion says that it it remains to be seen for me to really see them. I want to see them at the AHL level before I can put them in my rankings. I don't go by other people's rankings. Um, I I want to I do the eye test. So once I see Oscar Steen, he was off my list. Um, once I see him uh, full-time in Providence this year, where I can watch him every game, I will give you a valid, valid um, evaluation. But until then, I, I really can't. And, and, and I'll do another prospect ranking sometime next. And if, if Steen and Shen blow me away in Providence, they're going to be in that ranking. So, um. That is it for the listener questions. So thank you very much, everybody, for submitting those. Really appreciate that. I got it from the, the Twitter and the Facebook. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and please, if you have any questions, you can email me uh, at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com. So um, before we go, I want to say... Um, just want to mention, uh, if you'd like to support the show financially, we do have a patreon.com campaign going on. Uh, and this is going to be something new. It's not new. We did try it last year, but the shipping got all crazy. So, um, I have all the means of shipping any giveaways, Patreon giveaways. So if you want to donate a dollar per episode to help support, um, our operation costs, out-of-pocket out of costs, by the way, uh, to keep this going. 
um, please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate a dollar and you'll be involved in the, the listener giveaways where we take all the Patreons that are active, only ones that are active. Um, and we put them in a, in a bowl and uh, we take a number. And if you win, you win a t-shirt from Fanatics. Speaking of Fanatics, you can also support Fanatics by going and buying a t-shirt like this or the hat. Got the hat from Fanatics too. So go to, go to blackandgoldhockey.com and if you want to do any shopping for any sports, NFL, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NASCAR, anything. You can go to blackandgoldhockey.com website. Click on the Fanatics banner to the right before shopping, and then you, we're linked to everything from there. You can help us support the show that way financially because we get a commission on every sale. So we certainly appreciate that, and we appreciate everybody who's gone through that website already and helped us out because that's a, that's a really, really big help um, for me. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, oh, if you want to, if you can't support the show financially from our Patreon and you can't support the show going to the website and shopping at fanatics, we just, we ask that you be a solid Boston Bruins hockey member. Um, and, and just share, share, retweet, uh, share on Facebook. That's it. I mean, that, that does a huge, um, that's a huge help for us. So, um, we would really appreciate that. Uh, and we also appreciate the, the listeners, the support that's been overwhelming. We're, we're approaching 200,000, 200,000 downloads. And we're on episode 140, the Mary Maud Ricker edition. So, um, can't thank the listeners enough. You guys have been outstanding. Um, it's amazing that you guys stick around and, and hear me babble, but I, I truly appreciate everything that you guys have all done. And, and it's been, it's been great. I love talking hockey, whether you agree with me or not. I just sit there, love talking hockey with people, whether in studio or I connect somehow with, with, with the guests and, and guests are going to be a lot more this season. I want to make sure that we have a lot more people on there to get the show a little more popular and, and hear the opinions from the professionals themselves. So, um, so thank you for the listeners for listening to this week's show. I want to thank the uh, show sponsor, betonline.ag. Please go to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50 to receive 50% bonus. And please go, uh, check out the uh, betonline.ag um, terms and conditions for the bonuses. Uh, they do a fantastic thing. So, yeah, definitely CLNS50 at betonline.ag to help support the show. And that is it. We will talk to you next week. Hopefully, we'll have two guests uh, and some news. We have um, huge, huge, huge things coming up. Uh, we are looking for writers. Got to mention this we're looking for writers if you are a creative writer um like to write and you're a bruins fan perfect get in touch with me we work something out the off season is still going on so if you're not familiar with wordpress or anything like that um get in touch we can do a training session i don't mind sitting down with people as long as people uh, get something out of it and contribute i do i don't like people when they waste the time so um if you plan on 
getting uh, all excited, getting everything in the ball rolling, and you and you end up not wanting to do it. I just I really don't have the, the time for you or anybody else like that. So um, if you're interested in really doing something, this is a platform. We are not a professional platform. We are not related to the Boston Bruins in any any way at all. But this is a great platform for college kids um, that are coming or high school kids. If you want to get involved in journalism, sports journalism, this is a great platform for you. And then this is where you go and you get noticed. So if you, this is like the American Hockey League of, of, of websites and hockey websites. Hopefully we're at least at the AHL level, you know what I mean, from, the, from my listeners. But you, you can come to us. We'll train you, get you all ready to go. And if, and if you're looking for another job and you're looking for a uh, places to add samples of your writing because a lot of people in a lot of places require samples so you can tag us and and forward the link to a potential um uh in, you know interview for another job or in, in big sports media so plenty of opportunities here for for everybody we do compensate if you if you're a team player if you're a team player and you're willing to work we do pay uh, we do pay those types of people so um but that's there's so many avenues of advertising that we can uh, take percentages out and, and we give back to our writers. So um, we want to continue that. But we also want to continue to build and, and, and provide people with a decent place to go uh, for fan opinion and so on. So it's enough of me babbling. I'm all alone. So if you have stayed here this long, thank you very much. I really appreciate what you're doing. I really appreciate that you uh you take the time and 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 listen to us uh, this it's so overwhelming but it's so it's so gratifying so peace out thank you very much we'll talk to you next week bye thanks again for listening to and supporting the black and gold hockey podcast please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.